And now I gotta take the bit to court. So either way, it's a lose. I'm playing the love to my baby. I'm playing the love to my son. Tell them things that got too crazy. But it's not over, it's not done. I told her mama, I don't love her. It made her trip and now she gone. So I'ma be the better one. I'ma be the better one. But I just wanna see my son. I tried talking to the bitch, but she keep using you as a bargaining chip. And I am not the one to be bargaining with. Rise for the Honorable J.P. Brown. Welcome to Fathers and Family Court. I am your host, J.P. Brown. I'd like to take this time to welcome back all of our return listeners as well as give a first-time welcome to all of our first-time listeners. If this is your first time hearing this podcast, this is just a Father's Rights podcast where we talk about Fathers and Family Court, where we talk about fathers dealing with parental alienation and just the topic of parental alienation in general. And we also talk about... uh, Father's rights, you know what I mean? So um, what we've been doing in season two is talking to fathers from all over the country. Um, we've talked to dads as far as the west. We've talked uh, as far as west as California. We've talked to dads as far as east as uh, like Delaware, Maine. So uh, we've talked to dads um, as south as Texas um, and uh, Florida. So we're going to continue that today. Uh, we're going to talk to Lakewood. Um, I hope. Folks can get something from this conversation. Um, This is actually a personal friend of mine, so uh, I've never really got a chance to sit down. And since we've been grown, you know what I mean? So we haven't really had a chance to sit down and take two hours to catch up on what all happened in his custody case. Although we probably should have. Um, So this is the opportunity where uh, we're going to have to sit down and talk about it. I'm really, really excited. Really, really excited. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm thrilled to uh, just know people personally who are willing to speak about it. You know what I mean? So, again, if you know somebody out there suffering from parental alienation, copy this link, send it to them. Uh, if you know a, a mother um, withholding a child from a father, copy this link, send it to her. You can't change anybody's, you know, you know, ultimately only God could change a person's heart, but you can do your part to try to, you know, help. You know what I'm saying? If God tells you to move, move. If he's telling you right now to copy the link and send it somewhere, then you should probably copy the link and send it somewhere. Uh, without any further ado, I want to let you hear this um, interview. And again, man, try to listen to this with open ears and an open heart. Um you know, uh, people are, you know, is you, people are honestly trying to see their children, um, in these stories, these, these folks are hurt, so, um, I'm not sure what he's getting ready to say here, um, but like with every father, I just want to stress, we do not, um, we are for equality, um, we all, uh, every father that's been on this podcast respects women, we all respect women, uh, we just want to be treated fair for our children, that's all, when we want to see our kids, that's all, and we want the same for them, we want them, every dad that's been on this podcast has said the same thing, they want their mother, their children's mother to be involved in their child's life, no one says, only kids should be with me, and they shouldn't play a part, no one says that, every dad on this podcast wants 
equality. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man. So, uh, understand these dads are all uh, speaking uh, on raw to- on a raw topic. So, um, and I asked them to op- I speak openly and honestly and to be themselves. So, that's pretty much what what. Um, yeah, man. What 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 we have in store for us? And I'm excited, man. Please try to take something from this. Anything you can take. Um, and again, uh, if you're experiencing alienation right now and you're feeling down, this is another this is another example of why you're not alone. Just look, look. We're a community. We're an entire community, bro. Get in where you fit in, man. Let's lock and load for another one. Here we go, Lakewood. Alright, so on today's episode of Fathers and Family Court, uh, we have a special guest. Um, I always like to speak to dads that I know personally. Uh, it means a lot to me to get to talk to dads that I have, uh, that are friends of mine. Now, this particular friend I met uh, the first time I ever left high school. I mean, first time I ever left home, period. I drove, across, I left, I went somewhere else, I, a couple states away in the Midwest. And, 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 and when I went to college, I found another a bunch of set a group of, of, of people who were just like me who were coming from all over. Um, I met this individual. He's from Florida. Uh, Lakewood has uh, been a close friend of mine uh, since. I'm always talking to him, checking on him. Um, but uh, at the time I went to school, it was my first time leaving. And this was one of my friends. I was, I was always speaking to him, always chilling with him, playing a game. Um, he's a very elusive athlete, uh, one of my favorite players uh, in college, my age level, to see with the ball in his hands. He always made something happen. Um, I mean, quick is just, I don't know what, really quick, really elusive, man. Um, without any further ado, uh, Lakewood, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing, Jay? How you doing? How you doing? God been really good to me, man. I'm really honored to have an opportunity to speak to you tonight. Um, I've always wanted to know the story behind you and your kids, and so, man, yeah, how you want to get started, bro? How, how, uh, how, how many kids do you have? Well, you know, I'm a father of two. Um, you know, I'm kind of a lucky parent, um, Ice Um, I have a boy and a girl, and, you know, I don't know like that anybody else, but for me, I always wanted my son to be older, and, uh, that's exactly what God gave me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so um, just start off, you know, growing up, you know, I grew up in a single parent home, so I didn't know really what a father figure was. So for me, um, it's kind of imperative not to repeat the cycle in which I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, although, you know, um, I love the game of football, I, I, um, it was my passion that I went to college for. Um, I found that I was a father while I was in school. Um, and at the same time, going through a coach change. Mm-hmm. So, kind of lost the love from the game, plus I found out about a son that I didn't know I even had. Uh, I kind of felt like the cycle had started repeating itself before I even got a chance to even acknowledge the fact that I was a father. Mm-hmm. Made you, know, you feel bit. How how'd you feel when you found out that uh that you had a son, man? You in school? How, how, like, how'd you feel? Were you, were you, how, how was your feelings? Can you remember? Um... I didn't have exact feelings. I had a loss of words. And um, at the end of the day, um, something I did regret, uh, I reacted rather than finishing. Um, and when I say that, uh, 
I probably could have made it in sports if I would have gave it an opportunity. But uh, that gap in, in, in the mileage of being away from my child, mm-hmm. um, I, having a relationship in him already being born and not changing his pamper and, you know, not being able to see him try to school or lift his body up, you know. Um, I, I packed up and I left school without withdrawal, without trying to transfer. Uh, it was more imperative for me to get there rather than to finishing. And I should have finished so I could have set my son up for life and my daughter. But instead, I, I felt like um, I was willing to sacrifice so I can have time. Mm-hmm. Now, how, I, I, how old was he, Jack? How old was he? I found out about him from a, a phone call through the <laughs> child support system that um, father, and um, at that time, he was nine months. Uh, I flew home when he was 10 months to uh, take the paternity test. Um, it took about maybe two months, three months to get that back right before his first birthday. Um, came to find out 99.9% he was mine. Uh, so I left school, moved home, got there before his first birthday, and um, I was there for his first birthday. And um, I took him shopping. You know, we did the father things that I always wanted my father would have did with me. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of shocking to a lot. Um, they never seen me before, never heard of me. So when they did see me and seen how much my son resembled me, it was hmm. just that kind of for me was just. It was everything. Um, you know, some people like to try to deny kids, but one thing I can say, when I first laid eyes on my son, I couldn't even doubt it, couldn't question it. So that was just like, it was just like, God, just, I don't know, just like, hey, here you go. Like, it, it was just perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I can't say anything else about it. And, you know, you think that um, reacting sometimes or, Following your heart, shall I say. Because um, a lot of times they say men don't know how to love. But one thing I can say, that's a lie. Because uh, when a man do love, he loves extremely hard, if not even harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and moving home, thinking it was going to allow me to form that relationship and that bond that I always wanted my father to have with me. I wanted to provide that to my son, that love, that nurturing, that that being a protector, being a provider, being a, a, a father figure, being a role model, being, you know, his hero. Um, you know, being stripped of that because of the court system of um, mothers have sole custody of children. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it really, it, it's not fair, and that's not just trying to be biased because we have emotions, no. but yeah. they do to make a child. Now, so if it's you, okay, person have all responsibility. No, no. Listen, it's our God given right, man. You're not, you're not without. You ain't stepping out the line, none. You right, and you hit the nail on the head. Hey, listen. I, hey, look. No sperm, no baby, and I, and that doesn't mean your part is not important. Your part is ultra important. My part is just important too. Is all I'm saying. And I think that. The baby needs both of us, and that should be in this. This is really in the baby's best interest. Now let's talk about this for a minute. So when your first, uh, your first, your when your son was born, what state was it? What state was he in? 
um, Florida. Okay, now that's what I want to talk about. Now, you know at this current uh, point, Florida is a 50-50 state? Um, no, I don't know that um, to be exact. I'm still dealing with cases in Florida with both of my kids. Um, so, um, to my knowledge and my understanding, mothers still have sole custody of children. But it is the time of birth. Both parents are technically supposed to file for custody of that child. If oh, the, so there's a glitch to it. Yes, if in the glitch is both parents are supposed to file for rights of that child. And technically speaking, no one knows that. No one is told that. No, no, nah, fuck. I mean, we're not a 50-50 state, bro. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I, like, I've always wondered why dads keep getting fucked in Florida. I'm like, how is this happening when you're a 50-50 state? When you're a 50-50 state, that shit should be plastered everywhere. Now, I, I, I get why they're doing it, though. I get it, though. They they don't want people to know. This way they can have it look one way. When you come to court, you don't know. Because... Otherwise, when you come to court, you're like, look, man, this is a 50-50 state. Give me my shit. What are you talking about? I don't owe her nothing. She owe me some time. Then now now they can't say you owe no money. You know what I mean? Keep it like this. You owe some money. And they, they give, you know, we'll get into that, though, man. So go ahead. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, Paul, at the end of the day, you know, what it boiled down to for me, it was trying to have the time and, you know, just showing my son rather than telling him but um, mm-hmm. I think sometimes parents um, we talk a lot uh, we say a lot uh, but sometimes uh, you actually have to show and um, lead by example so mm-hmm. that's what I wanted and uh, you know where I'm from in Florida shoot <laughs> it, it, it's not an easy life growing up I tell you that so mm-hmm. a father figure in your life is kind of it's, it's imperative because uh the streets that come calling for you, and at the end of the day, it seems sweet in the beginning, but they it's no love there. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what it boils down to, too many of our African-American males are becoming statistics. Mm-hmm. And it could be prevented, especially if you grant fathers 50-50 custody. Like, at the end of the day, if they're not together, we aren't together. I can see six months, six months. That's understandable. But full-time, permanent, and only granting the father weekends and things of that nature or holidays. Nah. I mean... Nah, that, that shit, that shit is, is alienation is what it is. You telling me that my part really isn't, doesn't matter. You telling me that... But my, my time doesn't matter, but my funds do. No. See? Yeah. I'll let... See... This is why it's important, man. That's why it's important that like, we get a chance to talk. That to see, that put a big smile on my face because a lot we've been talking a lot. Ain't nobody put it like that, man. I'm gonna tell it to you like this, man. No one put it like that. He said, "Listen, my time don't matter, but my funds do." So you, so I can't see him, but you want that chicken? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And we'll get into that, man. But. What 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 like what wants here is he wants fifty fifty custody with no glitches because he's coming from a state where they got fifty fifty sticks fifty fifty custody it's just a, it's a glitch you got to do it as soon as they born or else but what if she has the baby fucking somewhere else so I don't know she having it how I'm gonna do this right away what if she don't wait for two three months now automatically and then she do it first and then 
you know, come on, man. That's a glitch. I should be able to come into the picture four years later, bro, and still have my 50-50. You know what I mean? That's how I should go. Some people aren't aware of their child when they first born. Some people keep it a secret. Um, and, you know, from my point of view and my personal life experiences, that's how it was. Um, I wasn't known or notified not until I received a phone call stating that I was on child support. Yeah, from the from the collection agency. Yeah, looking for and looking for. Yeah. I truly feel if you could build me on a child that I wasn't even aware of, don't even know for sure is mine, um, and you could start uh, a lump sum of money from food stamps to Medicaid to every. Thing you were helping his mother receive, I feel truly until DNA is proven, that's when that bill should start. Because that's really what it is. It's a bill that the state wants to get paid for for helping out an individual in need. Well, so, listen. I really didn't want to get to, to to this child support right here and right now, but damn it, we will. I'll tell you right now. Did I tell you what Title Four is? No. Okay. Let me tell you exactly what it is. I know if maybe we talked about it previously. All right. Title four, bro, is this. Title four, section D was put into our constitution in 1975. All right. And what it does is incentivize each state to put dads, pretty much dads, on child support. All right. Because every single one dollar that dad kicks out for child support. All right. And I'm using dad in this instance because it's usually the dad. But every $1 that dad kicks out in child support, that child support agency that called you, they get 66 cents back per $1 that you kick out. And you like, dog, that's retarded. Listen to this, though. If that mom is on any type of medical um, uh, state assistance, like bridge card or like uh, Medicaid, listen, the stuff he was talking about. Every one of those dollars that dad kicks out for child support, that exact same agency gets up to $5 funded to them. You get it? Correct. So, and then guess what else? The money doesn't go into the community. So, they're getting money from child support and they're not fixing the schools. So, again, I say, the building in... My community that collects the child support, they are surrounded by empty schools that are now like demolition zones. And they got one school for every level. And it's a, a city that should be, people are fleeing because it's like they don't, it's, the, the, the education system is smashed. But it shouldn't be because family court is a $50 billion a year industry. Now, if there's 50 states, that tells me each state brings in one billion of funding per year from that. You know what I mean? I don't know, bro. It's enough money you should be able to fix the education system with that. If you put 50 bill around the states into that, kick it back. But it goes right back into their pockets, bro, into retirement funds, into this, into that. So, yeah, bro, nah. Of course, when that agency calls you and tells you, hey, come pay this money or we're going to arrest you or we're going to suspend your license and do all this other stuff, right? They That's because they want that money, bro. It's free money. If I pay 250 that means they get back $1,200. You know what I'm saying? There's no way around it. It's like a fact. 
It's $1,200, bro. They get back. So, hell yeah. Do you want to tell me, come pay this money or you're going to go to jail? Come and on, they, man. They really will come to your job and take you off the premises for back child support that you're trying to get current with, which you then have the risk, not even the risk, you do end up losing your job. And so, now, so hell, that happened to you? So it's just like you want your money. Mm hmm you're getting your money. Mm -hmm. But I was billed for back pay because I wasn't even notified that I was a father. Oh, in the beginning, bro. That's even more crushing, bro. You're just getting started. Right. So coming in happy, finding out about a child at nine, ten months, but not actually finding the results out till he's almost a year old, already got over $10,000 in back pay. Ah, oh, dude. So being not included, when a person know your address, your phone number, because you can't put a person on child support if you don't have the information to have it delivered or mm -hmm. have the people served. Mm -hmm. So that being stated, if you can have me serve, why couldn't you just notify me? But, you know, to each his own. But nah, we had Facebook back then, bro. I remember that time frame. We me we was communicating on Facebook back then. We know how to reach each other, man. You know what I'm saying? Real, you know, you, to keep it real, yeah. that's when MySpace was in, and Facebook was just getting popped. Just getting going, going. Uh-huh. Getting going, going. And so, then at the end of the day, you know. So... My bad. So I just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I said at the end of the day, you know, that's how it started off, and you know, I, you know, as a man, I'm I'm 32 now, and you know, as a man, and I overlook it now, and I oversee it now. You know, it was a lot of bitterness, a lot of re resentfulness, but I had to realize and open up my eyes and see that, yeah, the system played a major part. But at the end of the day, I, I am a Christian. I do believe in God. Mm -hmm. I truly feel like my God, the one who I praise, the one who I who comes first in my life, mm -hmm. did everything for a reason. Because truly, you know, everybody has a, a, another lifestyle in which they, they grew up. Mm -hmm. So that being stated, you know, I wasn't a prodigy of my environment, but I could get down with my environment, if that makes sense. <laughs> Hey, loud and clear, brother. <laughs> so, that being stated. This shit could be I a spread. Feel, we can run the eye. How you want to play? I hear you, though. Y'all run the ball. Right. <laughs> so, being like that and having grown up in that environment and, you know, just being like on on the go or um, go from zero to 100 real quick type crap, mm -hmm. you know, I figured maybe God kept my kid or my son away from me immediately at that time so I didn't bring hurt, harm, or danger amongst him because, you know, sometimes a person can't get to you so they try to get to your loved one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, as a man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be appreciative because at the end of the day, I'm still here and now I do have a relationship with my son that's 11. Mm -hmm. Now, I do see my son and get time with my child. Now, because of electronics and FaceTime, I get to actually see him every day. Um, it's not like being in person. No, it's not. But I'm there. 
he know daddy, he know who daddy is, he know he can call on daddy, and at the end of the day, he know he can depend on his father. Mm -hmm. So, I wasn't there how I wanted to be because, you know, maybe of um, just bitterness, angeriness, you know, people don't work out and they fall out and just feel like they have more ties to something because, you know, they carry them. But at the end of the day, just because a person carries them doesn't make them more entitled to that individual. It doesn't make that individual more entitled to you. And by doing that, in the end, the one that you carry end up resenting you. Mm-hmm. For real. Or in the middle, it can start in the middle too. If you, <laughs> it can start in the middle too. If you, if you really putting, if you doing it wrong, I'm telling you, that was a true statement, though, bro. For real, man. For real, that's a true statement, man. Tell me, tell me, uh, so, so, uh, so your son is 11. So, uh, so, so you just pretty much just got visitation with him. Uh, what what they get? What what was your visitation like at first? Um, <laughs> well, let's just say disrespectful, huh? <laughs> it never by with, and uh, a person never got held in contempt of court. You say somebody lied and never got held in contempt. It never got complied with. What? And they never was held in contempt of court. None of the visitate well, like at first or just in general? In general. Um what? Now um it, it, it's it's God. Um yeah. it, it's not me, it's not her, but it's God because um, you know, uh, everybody know a father needs uh, a child needs their father. Um a little girl needs their mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of the day, a mother can't teach a, man, a, a little boy how to be a man. Mm -mm. So, that being stated, uh, I just started receiving phone calls out of nowhere. She reached out to me. Um, that she, basically, he's acting out, lashing out. She can't control him, want to put her hands on him. And I, I need you. Uh, you I, can you come get him? And I took off work and went and got my child. Oh, yeah. You know what to do with that, huh, man? Come on. I know exactly what to do with you. Say you got some anger in you. Go come out here. I don't know how y'all get fast down there exactly in that part of town. But I got some ideas. But yeah, come on outside. Let me show you. Get, get him going early. He ain't got to hit. He ain't got to be a hitter, but he could for sure be fast. You like the track and field from what I recall. You know what I mean? Uh, that being said, you know, without a hesitation, because, you know, I got tired of me making plans for you to bring them to me. Yeah. But that never happened. So he said, um, come get him. Say no more. Are you serious? Yes. I took out work immediately. I went and got my son. How long had it been since you seen him and got to be with him? My son just turned 11 February 1st. Um, the last time he actually stayed with me was when he was three. And the last time I seen him at, since he was three was when he was eight. So... It was three, then eight, then ten, and now eleven. I talk to him every day. Right. Damn. So you got so you go periods of time without having without getting to see him. So it's kind of like that. 
Man, I can't it was, wait. It, 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 it was like that, but now, Getting like better. I said, it was yeah. God. It was I, God, and, and thank God for electronics. No, no, man. No, no, man. Thank God for electronics, man. Uh, And also... Before I ask this next question, I do want to say when you do get to him and when you are, there's going to be a time where, I mean, he's going to need you to teach him exactly what it is he has inside of him. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a certain it factor about, it's a certain it factor that make Lakewood Lakewood. You know what I mean? It's something about, it's, some, it's, it's a little it factor to him. Now, you're not this big old dude, but like the way you do it, it you 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 the, you know you fancy little motherfucker, man. You know what I mean? And 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 and, and you got an it factor, but like but like when your son looks at you and you know what I'm saying, he's and you smile, and then when he see him and you, it's this picture on my wall I got down here in the man cave of me and lions. I'm a kid wearing lions gear with a football. My son keep thinking it's him, bro. That ain't you. That's me. You feel me? But like but like but like but like. But, like, bro, when your son, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's older now. So, when he start realizing what an athlete you were, I know you got some of that old Lakewood film down there. Because, bro, I done, I done seen it. I done seen it. I done seen it. The grainy footage. I seen it. I seen it. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't have not no footage. I can't find none of it. And Kevin can't find none of it either. Well, guess what, though? Here's the best part about it. I know for a fact I would bet I would bet anything that you can still move around. I know you're not unathletic. You know what I mean? Oh, oh no. When I got him when I went to home to go get him, we got right on the field immediately. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. I know you still athletic, bro. So when that's what I'm saying, like bro, when he see when he actually really physically see like bro, dang, look how he moving. Look how look at him look how, look how he run his routes. My god. I want to run like that. You know what I mean? Like from the breaks to the speed to the cuts. You know what I mean? And so man, yeah, that it factor is going to be there. But let's, you know, I want to talk a little bit about how you handled um I know, I know, like, okay, so you got the child support agency breathing down your back. I'm just trying to take us back to that time real quick to figure out how you handle this adversity of not seeing your child for a lot of time. You know what I mean? And um, and the state that you love. Now, I want to say this before you answer the question. Um, the state that you love. And when we first met each other, bro, we both, everyone there had just left from their own state, except for the people that were from there. But when we have, like, three teammates that were actually from the state we were in, everyone else was from somewhere else. And all we cared about was the state we were from. And we, we wore it with pride. You know what right. I mean? And so for that state to, to 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 stand next to somebody that was basically not really giving you no opportunity, not hearing any of your complaints in court about not getting to see your child that they said you could see. Okay, how are you handling this adversity, bro? Honestly, uh, that's when you know stuff started really going downhill because uh, you know some people are strong-minded, strong-willed, whereas some people do let and allow depression to sink in. Mm -hmm. So, with me, personally, um, I was very depressed. I couldn't eat, couldn't sleep. Um, and I really, uh, I couldn't accept and take male authority. Right. So that being said, uh, 
I resorted back to the streets, selling drugs, making money, and uh, trying to allow drugs, money, and women to fill that void of love of my kids because mm-hmm. I couldn't. I wanted them, couldn't get them the way I wanted them, couldn't spend time with them the way I needed to, the way I wanted to, couldn't, you know, take them to the park, couldn't, you know, just, I, I was restricted of everything that I promised myself a long time ago before I even had kids that I wouldn't do and I wouldn't allow, and it was unfolding right in front of my eyes, everything I said I, I wouldn't allow was happening, and, um, it's like, um, it makes you want to take actions into your own hands where, you know, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily put your hands on a person, but you let a person know that you fucking not playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, for real, man. Because, and, 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 how a, a mother always say, uh, oh, this is my child, I don't play about my child. Well, uh, I, I'm a grown yeah. ass. And that's my child, just, just as much as your child, and trust me and believe me, you don't want to see me about my child. Yeah, no, no, man, and that's and that's and that's how you know, and that's and 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 but but the thing is, is that bro, every time a dad comes on this podcast and his child is stolen, there every time we all have this one thing in common. There's that dark cloud. There's that gloom. <laughs> Oh, there's got to be some days, man, where you still wake up and you don't get to see your son every day to this point. So it's like, you got to be some days where you wake up, you see a dad out with his son who's about your age, and you like, man, f-. you know what I mean? Like, dog, today I could have my son. He could be here with me right now. We could work on routes today after practice. He could do push-ups. Matter of fact, I, he could do push-ups right in the morning. When you wake up, I'll make sure he own it. He eat a good breakfast. We go train. And then he go about his day, get him a little word, and go ahead, do you or something. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. That that depression, man, could come in, come kick in at any time, bro. So what? Um, so how did you end up getting out the funk? How'd you end up getting out the funk? I had to let go and let go. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my mama told me a long time ago. Uh, an ign- ignorant man fights with his fist, and an intelligent man fights with his mind. Mm-hmm. And that being stated, when you're dealing with something so, so significant, so proud, so so grateful, so overwhelming, so joyful, so so precious as your child, you tend to go into that courtroom and you fight with your with your heart, mm-hmm. not your mind. And that's where a lot of us men are losing it because inside that courtroom we're reacting with our our our, our hearts. We're frustrated. We're angry. We're upset. We're, we we want to lash out. We want to act out. We want to really tell the judge, man, fuck this stupid ass bitch. <laughs> For real. <laughs> For real. By us, by us doing that, we're playing into the system and becoming their statistics. Right. And that's how we're losing rights to our children because we're reacting with our hearts in the courtroom instead of going in there with documentation in our in our minds mm-hmm. and, and, and being intelligent and when we're speaking. Um, a lot of times when we do get upset, we don't speak properly or proper etiquette. So we go in there with frustration and we start stuttering. Mm-hmm. We can't get our point across or 
sometimes we 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 got so much to say we we forget to say the most important part. Right. No so, man, that's yeah. You right. So that being said, uh, it was God. I had to let go and let God. And once I really did that, it wasn't easy. It didn't happen in a in a month. It didn't happen in a week. It didn't even happen in a year. It took maybe nine, ten years. My son is eleven now. Mm-hmm. Where I had to let go and let God, and you know, so 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 many times we thank Him when things happen good for us. Mm-hmm. I had to start thanking Him for the bad things too. <laughs> hey, I like that. I like that, because, bro, some of these storms be ordered. You feel me? Every time it's raining, it ain't bad. You got to look out the window, see the beauty in the rain. Sometimes people take pictures out the window when it's raining, and it be screensavers. So you you you, you got to see the beauty in the rain, man. Somebody need that rain for their crop. Somebody rain, somebody rain, somebody like, yes, my water, my lawn was dead. You know what I mean? Hey, man. It ain't all bad. Some storms be ordered. You know what I mean? So you can't. Say, if I walk out of the shadow of death, I should fear no evil. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And, and at the end of the day, it also says, you know, joy comes in the morning. So the most important part, you got to remember, this here is only temporary. Mm-hmm. And then again, you also got to remember, God, the devil got to get permission to attack God's warriors. Oh, yeah. And God wouldn't have let the devil attack you if he wasn't strong enough to endure. Mm-hmm. So, you gotta, uh, at the end of the day, you gotta let go of that God and just remember it's only temporary. And joy comes in the morning. And he said in his word, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. So, that falls back on faith. Mm-hmm. Ye that back faith, <laughs> or ye that questions or dwells on the situation after you already took it to God shows and it, it shows that you, you, you question and you doubt God. So that being said, it's just like the law of attraction. If you keep dwelling on the negativity, it's going to keep constantly happening. But try to focus on the future and, and the positive and focus on what you're going to do when this situation do turn around. Mm-hmm. And, and, and watch how it work out in your faith. Because I tell you what, the mind, the song that come to mind for me is everything that the devil stole. God has given it back to me. Dun 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 dun. Everything that the devil stole. <laughs> That's my jam. Why? Cause the message on that bad boy. Well, my my jam is the one where they are uh, saying, "You thought I was worth saving." Mm-hmm. So you came and changed my life. Mm-hmm. You thought I was worth keeping, so you cleaned me up inside. Mm-hmm. You thought I was to die for. <laughs> that's the one. That yeah, what's that, Lakewood? You know that that's what they do for me, just because you know, it don't matter where you came from, no matter what you went through, no matter what you're going through. No matter what you going through, he, he, he right there with you. Mm-hmm. If he could send his only son to down across from me, man, I done been through a car accident, came out with no scratches, no burns, and my whole car set fire. 
Like, so... What? If he did that, he had his only son nailed on the cross and brought him back to life in three days. And I told you, I got in the car accident when my whole car set fire, went up underneath mm. the 18th, and I came out without a scrape, without a scratch, without a bruise, without a bump, without a limp, walking. I seen you do that all the time at practice. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No, but that that's the blessing because, bro, you, 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 to not have nothing? I was just talking to somebody earlier today about a car accident that took somebody we knew life, and I mean, I didn't know the person as well, but they knew him really well, and it was just like, that's a, that's a, and it made me stop to think a little later in the day that vehicles really are extremely dangerous. You know what I mean? My uncle actually flipped his vehicle. He was on a podcast. My my uncle was on a podcast a little earlier in the uh, in the season, um, but he actually flipped the car, and uh, I think he had like a little geo tracker or something like that. He flipped the car on the freeway, and he uh, the car flipped, and like he was like unconscious or whatever. But he said his brother, who had passed earlier, like woke him up, you know what I'm saying, and told him he needed to get out the car, and he was looking like, damn, how you in here, what you doing, you're like, don't even worry about that, get out the car, when he got out the car, the car blew up, for real, yeah, like that, so like, God is really good, bro, you know what I'm saying, he, he, he know what he doing, bro, you know, and sometimes, like you said, bro, some, some, these storms, bro, be ordered, can't be down, and like, and then I, I like to look at it like this, hey, I go into the weight room every day, and I just don't put any weight, and I don't do anything. If there's no weight on the bar, there'll be no gains. You know what I mean? That's what it is. You got to slap a little something extra on that thing. It has to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, the resistance is what builds the muscle, you know? But, yeah, man, uh, I wanted to ask you this, though. What- Today, God, God provides his strongest test for his strongest man. And, and that's and that's that's another great point, man. You know what I mean? That's another great point. What uh? Could you talk to me a little bit about your daughter, man? Oh, my baby, my baby, my angel, my daddy's little girl. I know she love you so much, dog. <laughs> I love her so much, and you know, just like my son, you know. I love her to death when it's nothing I wouldn't do for her. And uh, that's that's my tootie mama. <laughs> that's my tootie mama. But um, my daughter, born in Florida as well, there for the delivery. You know, I, I missed that opportunity with my child. So that was amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I kind of cursed the doctors out. Hey, don't grab my daughter's head like that. Uh. <laughs> you know, but uh, at the end of the day, it was just a beautiful, beautiful experience. Um, but you know, people do grow apart, and you know, you know, and you know, people. I, it's just, it's always three sides to a story. Your side, they side, and then there's the truth that lies in the middle. And uh, you know, being a male, African American male, at, the, at that in in Florida with dreadlocks down your back. <laughs> You kind of soon get stereotyped, mm-hmm. even if that's not who you are as an individual or as a person. Even if people know straight up that's just not your character. Um, a lot of times, it's how they have foster care 
and they'll take uh, a child's word over uh, an adult's word because they 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 prone to the state mm-hmm. in Florida. They'll take a woman's word over a male, even if you got marks on you. Oh yeah, no, we just had a dad. We just had a dad on the last podcast, man. I, don't, uh, I believe he was in Virginia, and he was like, uh, "When this when this happened, he was like, man, his 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 wife. He he went and married his wife from Russia. She came over, and she, when she was eight months pregnant, she scratched. She like went crazy on a random day, scratched him. Then he was like, man, I'm out. And then he left, and then when he was gone, she said, come back, come back. He was like, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. He comes back thinking there's complications or something, something's wrong with her, and there's the police there. And they, he's like, what? She scratched me and I left. And then she, he, they arrested him while she arrested him. While they arrested him, she cleaned out his bank account, bro, and went and filed papers so that her domestic violence case would speed up her green card like that. You feel me? And, and you, bro, I, and and I want to say this for the listeners, man. When I first met, when I first met Lake Woody, he had dreads. He had he had he had them prior, but I think he had just cut them or something. He he had short hair. He was he had short hair. So I, I but I had a lot of teammates with dreads. But this was my first time being around. At the time, we're talking we're talking mid to we're talking oh seven here. At the time, I had never. We, you know, in my, in, my, in my region, we didn't we didn't have anyone with dreadlocks yet. Now everybody has dreadlocks. Back then, we didn't have. So this is my first time getting to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I ain't understand nothing about dreads for real. I we mean, I ain't seen it. But I did get a chance to see immediately. My first interaction with dreadlocks was all with students who were in college playing football. So it gave me a chance to see hair is hair. I mean, I already never think hair anyway, but like, okay, I had a first-hand experience with some dreads, but I'm guessing how a person could, a person could associate dreads with, you know what I'm saying, street or whatnot, but that was my first experience with dreads, and it was a lot of good human beings, so I, I never was able to attach a stereotype, but then when I get a little older, if I'm watching like, you know, I'm noticing they always say like you know I don't know, but I be seeing I be seeing I, I see why though I be seeing I see I see her I see it I see them goon locks and shit like that I be seeing them they they sweet but I said all that to say Lakewood ain't 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 uh is in no position to be judged for his dreads. This dude is a great human being. You know what I'm saying? This dude is a great human being, man. He ain't. I mean. I mean, he is a great human being, man. He'll, he'll come in, he'll see you down, he'll ask you what's up with you. You know what I mean? He's speaking to everybody. And we went to a, a, a he was, you know, he didn't know. I don't know if he had ever been around that many people that wasn't his race ever. You know what I mean? In a school setting before. I don't know, but he spoke to everyone. He got along with everyone. This dude is a great hearted human being, man. Definitely not, definitely not. He shouldn't be getting judged just for, you know what I'm saying, his hair. That's that's that. But I could imagine now in family court or in any court down there, you know what I mean? Cops come, they see you, yeah, they want to take you. You know what I mean? You got a couple tattoos, yeah, they want to take you. They don't want to care that you're a good person, you know what I mean? Right. But even if they not from that area, that's why I talked about the college shit. Because even if they not from that area... 
You know what I mean? Like, you should have had at least had other interactions with folks with dreads to let you know that it's hair. You feel me? And furthermore, furthermore, in certain cultures, certain religions, certain beliefs, hair is known as beauty. It's known for yeah. power. It's known for encouragement, enrichment. Oh, in a lot of cultures, um, just like the Muslims, they wipe wear coverings over their hair. Why? Mm-hmm. Because beauty. It, 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 doesn't, it shouldn't be seen can't be seen by anybody else but me, the baby, because you're so beautiful. Like, hair is power. Like, so, that being said, like, allowing a person's hair to identify or to basically pass judgment on an individual because of their beauty. It's absolutely outrageous because I know dress who don't go through the harassment nearly as much, if at all, for that degree, that an African man, an African-American man would go through just walking down the street. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 that, and, that, and that hurts my heart, and I'm glad we get a chance to talk about this because, man, you know, here's the thing. You know, your dad would dread you walk down the street. Uh, and you get stereotyped by a police officer, and let's say something, you know, something bad happens. Just say you go to jail or something for absolutely nothing, bro. You're a dad. Now, you you know, you got to prepare your son. Now, okay, son, now I know you see me with dreads. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you got Florida ties, son. Both your parents, you know what I'm saying, from Florida. So, like... We know you got Florida ties. Eventually, you gonna want some dreads. You know what I'm saying? Now you gotta, but that's just a whole nother thing. But you right though, man. You right, and I'm glad we got a chance to 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 to, to brush on that, man. So you we, to get back to your baby to your uh, to your daughter, mom. Uh, so you ended up going. You had you had she had called the police on you type shit. Then you had that's how that split had happened. Yep, and um, you know, only in jail for about eight hours because um, you know, I still had all the marks and the bruises on me. Um, I bombed out in eight hours. I got escorted back to the apartment because um, we had to go to court, and um, everything was gone. You know, um, my daughter, um, TV, um, clothes, bedroom, um, and. Down to my dog. She even took my dog. But, um, you know, I'm not mad about the dog no more. That's my daughter's best friend. But, you know, yeah. It was still a robbery. I mean, you can't say it because you're so nice. But I'm going to say it. <laughs> it was still a robbery. Rob my mans. <laughs> I know what happened. Rob my mans, man. Come on, man. You came home. Wasn't nothing there. Damn. The TV. <laughs> Hey, come on, you know, but all the important stuff, the baby, mostly. So, let me talk about this with you. How'd you handle that situation? Because you already couldn't see your son. How'd you, how'd you handle that right away? You, you came back to this empty apartment. What, what was going through your brain? Um, nothing was going through my brain, but called him my baby mama so that's what I did and um you know you know of course 
the the verbal lashing out or and cursing took place uh, right. with me and her, but with her siblings, her brothers. Um, but you know, like I said, there's always three sides to a story. They side, your side, and the truth. So you know, I have no idea what she told them, but right. got a lot of threats thrown my way. Mm-hmm. Like like I said. About my child, I can promise you, you don't want to see. Nah, yeah, nah, trust me. Hey, look, hey, I got a lot of days. It's been a lot of death threats on my life about 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 my my little case I got going on. A lot of death threats, but I ain't tripping. You know what I'm saying? I ain't tripping none. Trust me, I ain't tripping, bro. But I'm just saying, I get you. <laughs> I get you, man. But that's your baby. You know what I mean? I, we wouldn't be on the phone if it wasn't about my baby. We wouldn't. You wouldn't be. T- you know. You wouldn't even. They wouldn't even be talking to you. It's your baby. Uh, so was it a depressing thing? Was it where you as? It were, how'd you get through that? Did you? Hmm. Well, by that time, you know, I'm already had my relationship with God. Um, it wasn't easy. Um, I never say that it's easy being away from your child. It's never easy. Um, it, it's not something you can get used to, but it, when they say trust God, you, you, you gotta, you gotta really, you gotta do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, my daughter's taken care of, she's fed, she's healthy, mm-hmm. she, 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 she's beautiful, she's nurtured. And she knows her father loves her, and the most, and the best thing, she can identify her father. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you can't tell her her father don't love her. So, yeah. although it was hard, God showed me that you ain't there, but she knows who you are. So, he just trusted in Him. He, the distance never gets easy, but trusting in him, it allows a relationship to form, and that's the most important thing, having a relationship, having that that bond and that trust and that, that communication line that she knows that daddy's only a phone call away and that daddy could be here, daddy would be here. Yeah, yeah, that's important too, you know what I mean? That's important too because... Uh, you know, when I, when I went 950 days without seeing my kids, bro, I was like, damn, bro, I wish they could just understand that, you know what I'm saying? I can't be there, you feel me? So, once I got, like you said, bro, once God opened that portal, I'm like, I get that I'm going to see them. I hope they understand, though. But once I, once I got that they got it, I'm like, oh, how great is God? Thank <laughs> God. They, they, you know, a lot of a lot of parents do do that. I don't agree with um, downplaying the other parent to the child, or you know, even discussing the parent to the child. Uh, I, I don't agree with that. And one thing I can say, and I, I really truly feel like that is why God is allowing my relationship to to grow and continue to prosper with both of my children. And not only just my children, um, now I have a relationship and a report with one of my children's mothers, my son's mom. So it's just like trusting in him and believing. And tight as a muscle seed, just like his word says, like mm-hmm. nothing's too hard for God. Mm-mm, not at all, man. Not at but, all. 
But if if you don't trust them and you don't you don't have the faith, it's impossible for you to do anything on your own. It really is, man. And I think a lot of times what happens is, bro, we try to do things ourselves. We got the tendency to trust ourselves to do it first. We'll try to, we'll do, we'll do, we'll try A, try plan B, try plan C, try plan D. And then, and then all the way towards XYZs, we'll start trying to pull out, pull out prayer and start trying to lean on God. But at the beginning of my custody case, someone close to me who really isn't in the word as much, he's more into history, was like, all right, bro, look. Right now is when you need to lean on your faith. And that's when I knew God used, had used him to talk to me and tell me, bro, he'll use people. He was like, time to lean on me, brother. You know what I mean? And it even took me a while, bro. It took me a while. And once I started, though, so the minute I started leaning back on God, Lakewood, the second I did, he, 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 he came running back to me. That's, that's real. Now, some people don't accept the message. It's just good enough that you are able to see and realize when God is speaking to you because some people won't even call the sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because look, he ain't going to come down and just be right there and be like, hey, look, this is what I need you to do. This is the play. It's a it's a 22 dive. No, that's not how he's going to call a play to you. He's going to call a play through another human being. You know he's going to use another human being, another vessel to, to tell his message. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a whole lot by saying little, cause when I pray, I ask him to use me as his human vessel. For real, for real, he need, he need, he need, he can't, he can't, he, he need, he need people like kind of searching for the Holy Spirit to at least hear what he talking about, to hit, to, to, to he got, somebody gotta have the green dot on the helmet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like someone's gotta be mic'd in with with the mic in the helmet. Somebody gotta be kind of tapped in, ready for it. He needs to use people, bro. He needs people to call his plays. So I, I don't even, I, I don't, I, I try not to think that only we, the believer, can call his plays. You know what I'm saying? I like to think that sometimes the non-believers can call, can be, can, he can call plays through them as well. They'll just call it a hunch. You know what I mean? They'll call it something else. They'll call it intuition or something, told them or something. But ain't no something told you. God had told you. You know what I mean? He had told you. Whatever. Do this, do that. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so. But you know, you know, even in God's word, He used non-believers, and after all, He uses a donkey. So if He can use a donkey, come on, He can use anybody, baby. Hey, see, that's what I'm talking about. If He can use a donkey, then how? You know what I mean? You know He's gonna use a human being. You know that's that's. Yeah, man, and I'm tell you what, man, it's to the point now, bro, where if I don't get the word, like, right now, I ain't got the word in probably, like, a couple days, maybe three days, but I can feel it in my soul, even though, like, nothing wrong, it's just that I feel it in my soul that I ain't got, that I haven't, like, got the word in three days, because, I, you feel me? If I can't get to a church, or... You know, I, I definitely download the Bible app on my phone, so, like, if, I, if I'm feeling down, feeling stressed, feeling worried, like, I pull up my Bible app and I read it before I even go into work. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my Bible app, you know, it, I love it because um, it actually allows a, 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 a an evangelist or a preacher or a deacon to actually open up and elaborate on the scripture in which the word brought to me. So... It, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to comprehend and understand what the word is saying, but mm-hmm. it allows you to actually hear the intake from someone else's voice, and then you can actually understand it a little bit better, and then interpret it, and then apply it to your own life, or 
see how you haven't been using it in your own life and now you understand why certain things are happening to you because you just got a little bit more better understanding and then at the end of it, 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 it says a prayer with you. Um, sometimes people don't pray because they say they don't know how to pray, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's Jesus thank you. Like, mm-hmm. so it's just being sincere meaning what you say because at the end of the day, you can't bullshit God. He knows your heart. Mm-hmm. If you're sincere in what you're asking or on what you're requesting, he's not going to give it. Mm-hmm. He's not going to Yeah, like man. Said, I, I think that's an excellent point, man. You got to, you know, you got to trust him with it. You can't, you know, he gives you a little bit. You got to trust him with it. Now, you know. And that's, that's exactly, a lot of people want the whole goddamn thing right then and there, but God can't even handle that. So why would he give you the grand prize when you can't even appreciate the, the centipede? Yeah, so, hey, listen, if you can't get, if you can't push the ball past, get to the 20, ain't no way we calling no Hail Marys. <laughs> We gonna we gonna we gonna have to run all laterals. You need to get this twenty yard. You need to get this twenty yard completion down first, and then we can start talking about fifty yard passes and hail marys from there. But you gotta get this boy to the twenty right now. You know what I mean? For real, you gotta trust him with the little man. Trust, trust, and I'll bring it back to ball. But I I I bring a, I match up faith in football all the time. Listen, man, you gotta trust gotta trust coach with the play call. Do your do your part. You know what I'm saying? Do your part. You signed up for the team because you wanna what? Win. Alright. Now, trust coach. You know what I'm saying? Especially now sometimes you plan for a slab coach, then nothing. But when you plan for a winner and you know he a winner and y'all winners, bro, that's the coach I'm talking about. He say it's a 33 crossbuck crossbuck, then that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? He say sweet right. If you want an O line, it's sweet right. You know what I mean? You just you, you go with it, man. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know, bro. God, it, it, it's that's for that's for just the non. That's for someone who may not. But as far as prayer goes, as well, man. You know, he's it's an, it's an open open portal, and he'll give you whatever you ask for, man. And if you, and as far as prayer goes, uh, I would I I wouldn't suggest for the listeners out there. I wouldn't suggest um, just praying for money. And then if you do pray for money, um, uh, I want you to just know that um, it's not going to come on in the form of a big wad of cash. You can pray for money, but he'll give you an idea to do something, and that can lead you to the money. But you actually have to go do the do something, or you'll never see the money. You know what I mean? Or you don't just, just, like, just like we talk in sports, man. You, you got to o- o- overcome adversity. Mm-hmm. Um. I promise you, you ain't never going to face adversity as big as going against a mother and the child support system for your child. Mm-hmm. 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 And That's why sports relate so much to life because even in sports, you want to lash out. You want to, oh, he hit me late. He cut me. Oh, he hooked me. Oh, he holding me. You know, it makes you want to lash out at doubt. Just like in life, um, when things don't go your way or when things don't go accordingly as planned. <laughs> you want to lash out. You want to act out. You want to show your attitude. You want to show your aversion. But that's adversity that you got to overcome. And when you lash out, act out, I guess what? You got another penalty on the plate. Mm-hmm. So another 15 yards. Now, in that courtroom, guess what? Now you got a little bit more longer to go 
from seeing your child. Mm-hmm. Farther from the end zone. That's a great analogy, Lakewood. But you made a really good point with that. As far as man, you 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 make you you get ugly. You you start you start taking cheap shots. You start lashing out. That was a great analogy. And I never looked at it like that. You know what I mean? You push after the play, man. It's dirty, and this offensive line is dirty every play. Somebody pushes you. Now you push his ass back, but ref ain't see him push you or. You know what I'm saying? Try to step on your quarterback or nothing while he was in the huddle. So he don't even know why you pushing the shit out of him late. He's because he tried to step on my quarterback foot while he in the huddle. He ain't see it. You know what I mean? Like that. But, no, he ain't see it. 15, y'all going the other way. You know what I mean? That's a great analogy, man. That one's great. I like that one, man. I'm going to keep that in mind. I'm going to keep that in mind for me. You know what I mean? Uh, So I have a question for you, Lakewood. Uh. All right, man. So, what has been your biggest takeaway from just all of this in general? Well, before we get into that question, before we get into that question, one more, one, a quick one here. What, what could you tell us briefly what you were telling me prior? What you have set up for your kids here coming up soon? Oh man, <laughs> I don't know if they even can match my excitement. Uh, you know, June, I got a good job. You know, get a week vacation. So, going back home to Florida for the weekend, go get my son. Uh, and that's back home to Florida. Uh-huh. And then my son and I, we're going to go to California, where his sister is. And we're going to go pay a visit to his sister in California and spend the 4th of July with her out there. And then we all returning back to where father stays in North Carolina and carry out the rest of the summer together. Hey, man, listen. I just want the listeners to know I could feel like we're smiling through the phone. I know this dude. I know, I, I know, I know, I know exactly what he's looking like right now, how happy he is. Kool-Aid, man. Kool-Aid, man. man. I'm talking about, man, make me smile, man. I'm, a, I, I'm smiling, man. Make me happy, man. Because uh, something something he didn't get an opportunity to say on the air here is his two babies never ever got an opportunity to see each other. And, um... I, I've played with this person that well, I've been next to this person in battle, and man, brotherhood he stands strong on. And when I seen him, he was with two of his friends, and one more was supposed to come. It was supposed to be four of them. That's how that like you know what I mean. Like brotherhood is in his is in his is in his is in his blood, man. I don't I, you know what I'm saying. So I, 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 uh, one of them uh, was my cousin. The other receiver who came with me, that's actually my blood cousin. Oh, that was your cut, but he didn't come, right? Nah, my cousin came, Jenkins, the one who was my roommate, college roommate. Oh, he was your. I didn't know y'all was cousins. Yeah, that was my blood cousin. Bro, I did not know y'all was cousins, bro. I swear to God, in my life, I never knew y'all was cousins, man. Nah. <laughs> you, you couldn't tell the way we always competed against each other. Like you ain't gonna be better than me. You ain't gonna be faster than me. Kind of, yeah. Now that I think about it, dog. Kind of, dog. You ain't gonna have more yards in this game than me. You ain't gonna have more touchdowns in the season than me. Yeah, that's my cousin. We was always at competition. Dog, he was. But you wanna hear the crazy part? He was fucking good too. You know what I mean? He did his own. You know the crazy part? He ain't even playing high school. So when he got the opportunity to come, we all were shocked. Damn, yeah, that is crazy, dog. 
That is yeah, we, crazy. Because, you know, my quarterback came and the other receiver came, and I'm like, how is he coming? Like, that's why, I, you know, I kind of always had to ask him, because I was like, man, whoa, this is a, that's why I say, man, take education seriously, because no matter how good you are, no matter how good you are, if you ain't got the grades, you ain't going D1, you ain't going D2, you you ain't, yeah, you damn near can't even go in um, NIAA. Yeah, in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for real, man. It's the truth, man. Focus on your grades, man. But at the same time, you know what I mean? It also shows you, goes to show, yeah, focus on your grades because there's a small schools out there you can go play. If you don't if you don't play that much, hey, you can go play. You can tell your son he can go play at, at, a, at a D3 school or something like that. You know what I mean? But focus on your grades. Don't focus on the sport. That's what I would say. Uh... Listen, man. This is what I wanted to ask you, bro. Back to the, uh, back to the question I had, bro. What, 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 what has been the biggest, your biggest takeaway from this adversity, from all of this? One, the old saying: Be careful who you have kids with. And that and just, two, and that goes for men mostly. <laughs> and, 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 and two. Nothing's too hard for God if you give it to him and not try to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, if you do it yourself, not only just in the child support system, in any aspect of life, it might be your upcoming temporarily for a while, but eventually you will fail or crumble, or this just will be your kingdom here on earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, if you could talk to a father um, right now who's experiencing parental alienation, what would you say to him? Don't give up. Um, a lot of times, because I, I did it in the beginning, felt like everything was going wrong, these crackers or these systems just wanted to <laughs> give everything to the, uh, to the, the mothers. Uh I gave up until I got in contact with my child again and had a relationship with, uh, a conversation with him, shall I say. And the only thing he kept saying, kept saying, Daddy, please keep fighting for me. So oh, that's powerful. It don't matter the situation or what you think is going on or how the outcome is looking. I didn't even know my son knew how to pray, but the whole time I was praying, my son was praying to get back in my life as well. So, that being said, a family that prays together stays together. Hey, that's the truth, man. Just keep the faith, man. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, because when you give up, you make it easy for them. And then when you make it easy for them, you become into that category, like they, they like to say, a deadbeat. Mm-hmm. So, don't become a statistic. Keep fighting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you uh, put the shoe on the other foot, now if you could speak to a mother um, who's alienating a child from a father, what would you say to her? I would say to her, everything that glitter is in gold, and even though it seems as if you're holding it down, you don't need nobody for nothing, you still can't teach a man how to be a man. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't teach a boy how to be a boy. You you can't show him how to really 
how to find himself and his actually his his, his nationality and, and who he is as a man and who he is as a, a, a character of a human being. You, you you can't do it. You can help. You can contribute. But a, a, every boy needs his father, just like every little girl needs their mother. And I think at the end of the day, you got to stop taking it for granted because a lot of these women or some women, they like to make it seem like they do everything they sell. Like it's so hard, but in all actuality, you're making it hard because you have resentment or you have resentment or you have bitterness towards your the, your baby's father. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it shouldn't be about you anymore, baby. Not for you or for the dude. It should be about that child, and that's all that matters. So, man, come to an understanding that, you know, no matter how much a person hurts you, they don't owe nothing to you but to do for that child. Mm-hmm. And as long as they do it for that child, they don't have to do for you. I think that's well said, man. Uh, and then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, conclude here with the two most important questions here. If you could say something, um, you know, technology, bro, um, has really, really, really advanced. So, uh, your son right now is eleven. So I believe um, that uh, he he easily could hear this podcast right now at his age, or he could hear it um, in three years. Um, after you've already have him and he's with you more, like a lot more, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, if you could say something to him on this podcast, who would you say to him? Um, son, I love you. Um, you're one of my biggest and greatest accomplishments. And the only thing I ever want to see you do is to see and as long as I have breath in my body, I do everything in my power to, to ensure you do succeed. Now, we wouldn't even do any, we just wouldn't do any justice without asking, what would you say to your baby girl, man, if you could say something to her on this podcast? Tootie mama, tootie mama, daddy love you. You're everything. And I thank God for you every day. I pray for you and your brother more than I pray for myself. And when I see you, baby girl, just know we about to have some ice cream wasted fun. Yeah, man, that's what I'm talking about, man. It's really good to get a chance to hear you get a, um, you know, get a chance to say something that would. You're trying to interact with your children, bro, and that they're going to get a chance to hear because you'll be with them here in a minute. Uh, face-to-face, you'll have a lot of free time with them, too. So that makes me happy, man. And, um, you know, I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you giving the energy. Um, and I, I'm, I was honored to get a chance to talk to you because, man, you, 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 we, we covered a lot of faith. You know what I mean? And sometimes you got to fight with faith. You know what I mean? And I think you showed that today. A lot of your energy was um, a lot. It was really faith based, and uh, and and you didn't plan. You didn't necessarily plan to 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 to, to infect me this way. But I know, because you know, faith is infectious. Energy energy is infectious. I'll tell you this right now, bro. I'm getting my word tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Because this conversation was clarification. 
I'll go ahead and uh, send you my Bible app that I got because you can get your word in on the go. Yeah, man, because I'll be, dog, yeah, that too, bro, just to, you know, brush up, you know. I'll be on it, but, like, you know, I, I need to get disciplined. I don't want no days. I want, you know, I want something to stay on it, bro. I just want to stay disciplined. I've been all in my, looking, you know what I'm saying? I need to, I need to get disciplined, man, but I appreciate you so much. Send me that Bible app, man. Send me. Uh, and one more thing, quite oh, yeah. frankly, um, I got a good friend. He's more like my brother. Uh, we went to elementary school, middle school, high school together. Uh-huh. Even even we got accepted into the same college together, but my money wasn't long like his. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? But uh, we actually, he, he's really into the Bible. Me and him both went to, through some traumatizing accidents where we nearly came face-to-face with death. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, we are talking about, um, you know, not even doing a podcast, but um, just coming together and fellowshipping with men. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, doing our own little personal Bible study. You know, this coronavirus is is a killer, but it ain't nothing to pick up a phone and open up a Bible and just fellowship together as men over the phone. And uh, gaining a personal relationship with God and uh, and gaining a brother in Christ. So, if you want to uh, partake in that too, uh, we looking to try to start doing that up either this week or next week. And uh, we're gonna try to do it at least one day a week, anywhere from ten to thirty minutes long. And you know, just talking about Christ or just opening up with each other and just saying what what troubled us throughout the day and. You know, just saying words of encouragement to each other to help each other get to that next day. Yeah, hey, I think that I think that's super powerful, man. I think that's extremely powerful, man, because you know, we need to talk to each other about faith, man. We need to talk to each other about, you know, prayer. We need to talk to each other. We need to push each other. You know, hey, hey, hey. One of my, one of my, one of my, my high school running back, man, he came to stay with me, man, my senior year. You know what he said? His dad told him his dad is actually a pastor. They got their own church. He's never. He's never walked. That's the only person I ain't never heard say a cuss word. It ain't about cuss words, but never heard him ever cuss a day in my life. But he just, he just regular. But you know what he said to me one day, though? He like, hey, P, he like, you got to force feed yourself the word the way that you would force feed yourself a playbook, man. And, like, at the time, I really wasn't in my word that heavy. Like, I, I, I didn't, my faith, like, I was young still, bro, like, young. And I, I remember, like, just sitting, I might have been at home, bro, from, like, I might have, like, been at home from when I was with y'all. I, I, I remember just sitting there just thinking, like, it made sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, and nothing had hit home like that before. I'm like, hmm, a playbook is not necessarily fun to go get, but it's so necessary. But then, then you start talking about studying your playbook with your teammates. You know what I'm saying? You put. Hey, man, I, I put it to you like this. You know what Jinkis? And, and Kev and I used to do it when I do our own with that door closed. Study. Mm, yeah, we studied the word though. We we used to challenge each other, see who knew more books in the Bible. What? Uh, or we used to we used to challenge each other, see who knew more scriptures just off the top of their head. That's cr- I did I did not know that. That's what me and G kids and Ken used to do. A lot of times, y'all, everybody thought we was sleep playing the game. Now, a lot of times, we was in there going through the word or, or just staying prayed up or, like, because you got to think, like, we, we came from Florida. 
Yeah. Only personal parents who came over to visit them, if you remember, was Kevin's. Me and Jiggins ain't had not one visit the whole time. Right. If you remember, only person who used to get packages sent was Kevin. Right. Me and Jiggins used to not have anything sent to us at all. So we had to stay prayed up because we were so far from home. And in some sense, we were kind of lost and we were alone. Right. But the only thing that made us feel any type of composure or, or felt any type of type of love or felt any type of hopefulness is when we were in that word. Right. No, that's powerful, bro. I didn't know, but, man. But I didn't know that. If you know, in the Bible, say train up a child in the way that they should go so that when they're of a age, they won't depart. See, God already knows we're going to become curious and we're going to wander off. But he loves us so much to allow us to do that because he knows once we had that good word in us, every, nothing's going to feel right until we get it back in us again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, so it's okay, to go, it's okay to go venture out, but don't stay out there because you got to find your way back. Got to, man. You got to. And you know what's one thing I do, how I want to end this here by saying, man, we got to keep fighting. Uh, we have to keep fighting. We absolutely have to keep fighting. The, the score, what my motto has been lately, the score is 0-0. Zero, zero. I don't care if we're down by 25. I don't care if we're down by 48. The score is 0-0. Zero, 0-0 zero. Zero, zero is on the clock until the clock's re-zero. And this until, while it's 0-0, zero, zero, we're going to come out here and fight. Now, I want to let's, let's, let's take you back to that dorm room uh, that you guys had there. I want to take take you back there. Do you know what, what you guys showed me? What I, I don't know if it was you or if it was Jenkins, but do you guys know what you know what you guys showed me in that dorm room on that laptop? No. You showed me Kimbo Slice. That was the first time I ever seen Kimbo Slice ever, ever. Oh wow! I, I mean, bro, because you figure this was pre. He he's from Florida. Right, yeah, we've been watching them. Yeah, like, we ain't, we, we, you know, how would I have any, I wouldn't know nobody like that. What internet wasn't, it was, it was slapping, but it wasn't like, it wasn't our social media, like, it wasn't like you put something out now and everyone everywhere see it. You kind of still had culture, like, you know, area, you know. Anyway, so I remember standing there watching it, I'm like, what the hell? Like, I mean, I came up, though, on UFC 1, where there's no weight class, no nothing. But I just remember watching them take blows to the head and just like... But no, that's what this is, bro. We are in a dogfight for our kids, man. So it's only right that I get a chance to talk to you, bro, about it. I appreciate your time again, man. Hey, your family to me. Anytime you ever want to hit me up, I'd be happy to be in your prayer group. But anytime you ever want to hit me up, talk about... Uh, faith, family, or football, bro. I am here, man. Just hit me up whenever. I do expect to hear from you. I tell all my guests to call me, but you, bro, for sure, for sure. I expect to hear some more from you, bro. This is my actual number. Call me whenever, bro. I'm here. Thanks again, bro. I appreciate it. I mean it. Absolutely. 100, 100. I hey. enjoy it. Hey, man, y'all, y'all check my boy out, man. Real talk, real talk. It ain't, it ain't, we can't do nothing. Or an empowerment can't happen or a moment can't transition until you take action. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta you can't get in there and scrap. You you can't win the scrap if you don't get in the ring and scrap. <laughs> you gotta get in the ring first. Get off in that thing, you gotta make a move. Hey man, I appreciate you so much, bro. Like I said, man, you family to me. If I close my eyes hard enough, I could see you dressed up in blue, man, flying around the football field, man. You were elite. 
I expect the same thing from your son, and no matter what he does, man, if he draws, he's going to be Oh, his, I ain't even told you. I ain't, I ain't elaborate on it, but shoot. What I, you do? You can call me back personally after the podcast if you want to hear about him, but uh, I put it to you like this. When I did get him on the field, me and him, I ain't even going to tell you about his football season, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing about his football season. He played corner. Oh, he did? He played? He played contact football? <laughs> He played corner, had, had four forced fumbles. Oh, my goodness. Two fumble recoveries and, and, and like, either six or seven interceptions, I forgot. But <sighs> they, they put him at running back the last game for one play of the game, and he struck for an 80-yard touchdown. Oh, my goodness, dog. That's so powerful. <laughs> He started off to the right in reverse field. Oh, and no. And then, and then the, hold on, the kill shot, he stiffed on somebody, and he didn't run out of bounds. He stayed in bounds and scored a touchdown. Oh, my goodness, dog. That's crazy, man. That make me happy as hell, bro. You know how good he going to be, bro? That's what I'm saying. See, see that's why he needs you, bro, because look, bro, when but he see how you move, he going to be like, oh, my God. I told you I went home to Florida and got him on the field, so I was actually, I bought cleats, him some cleats, bought me some cleats. So he actually seen me running routes, and I ain't going to lie to you, he kind of was like discouraged, he didn't even want to do it. But then he seen me throw the ball with my left hand, and he said, I can't do that. How you do that? I said, let me tell you something, son. Can't, don't don't ever say that again, especially not around me, because anything I can do, you can do. I promise you not. My son picked up the ball, first try, left hand, through a straight spiral. Dog, that's crazy, he's, man. He's, he's ambidextrous, just like me. He can he can throw with both hands. Damn, dog, that's crazy, bro. See, no, see, I seen you reverse field. I seen you turn around, cut up. At practice, you turn, I see you do it in a game. You do whatever you want, bro. Really, you was a good player, man. You were a good player, man. Good player, man. I'm excited to see what your son do, too, man. If you have any footage of him playing, bro, please send it to, send it to me on the Facebook, bro. Again, man, Um, once I go to war with somebody, man, we're family forever, man. I got one question, one request. Can oh, yeah. Send, can I get the podcast in to me? Sent to you, yeah. I'll send it to you. I'll send, I'll make sure I uh. I want the podcast because I want to listen to it for my own preference as well. But at the same time, I want to share it because I really believe if I share it, you might have more men willing to reach out to you and want to take part in your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. You know anybody at all who wants to get on the podcast and tell their story about parental alienation, family court, or to just talk about fathers' rights, bro? I'm here. If you even know, if you know any chicks that want to talk about it, I don't give a damn who it is. I'll talk to him, bro. Just let me know. Oh bro. yeah, because you know sometimes, sometimes it, it, it's nice to get um, both sides of the story. Like I said, it's one side they yeah. side in this group. Yeah. So you got you got to hear it from the woman's point of view as well. You yeah. know, they fully grasp and understand everything fully because everybody's situation is different. But let's all work together so we can knock out this shit. Yeah. Really, really putting the white man in the middle. The lady don't got control. She thinks she do, but she don't. And then the man has no control. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if the court say, oh, you ordered to pay $500 every month. 
Guess what, baby girl? You ain't gonna sleep for hundred dollars because guess what? You getting assistance for that child, so they gonna take off the ripper what they entitled to. Then they gonna cut you for the business that's what's left over. So then when you get your check and you be like eighty dollars, a hundred dollars, what is this? No, baby girl, you put the white man in the middle. You could have got way more out of me if you would have just came direct. But you put him in the middle, they gonna take what theirs off the top, and that's what a lot of these women don't understand when they say, "Oh, your court ordered to pay this." Baby girl, you ain't getting that, though. The state gonna take what they are entitled to off the rippers, and then they gonna cut you a check for the remaining. <laughs> whoa. Whoa, man, nah. That's the God honest truth. And, uh, listen. Like I said, I'll make sure I whip this boy down, get it, get it, get it shipped out, and I'll get it to you as soon as possible. Uh, Lakewood, you already know. I know you think that's fake because I ain't even gonna lie. I got somebody who want to listen to it right now and want to talk. Yeah, no, nah, listen. I'll be ready. Uh, when when they want to, well, I probably can't record them today, but I'll be able to record them tomorrow, or I can okay. record them Wednesday. Whatever's how, best how, for you. How soon can you get me the recording though? I can get you this recording probably within uh probably within the next couple minutes. Uh, hold on, let me wrap this up and we'll keep chopping it. Hold on, give me two seconds. Uh, so you see, this is this is my real friend. You hear us talking. We are real teammates. This is my real teammate, real friend. I'm going to uh wrap it up. I appreciate you guys listening and okay, check back okay. with you next week. Before, before we close this out, before we close this out, cause you 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 call you 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 turn them on to me with the football stuff when you just introduce me. Mm-hmm. Like, you've been asking all the questions. Mm-hmm. So, like that day, like you heard my dog say, we real life friends. We, we we done been in the paint together, stood in the paint together, shoot. I think we went to that one party where it was like Lakewood, I mean like Florida versus Chicago, and I think we even fought together. Yeah, so, a Florida party. Yeah, so that being said, uh, what's your greatest memory that we share? Oh, man, uh... Oh man, I, uh, sh- bro, it's it's it's, damn man, it's damn. I would have to say, bro, it's 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 thick, bro, because you stick with me because you say like this, you say, oh whoever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh oh crow, but it would be a collective, man. It'd be a collective. It would be a collective. You know what I mean? Arguing, seeing you argue with. Everybody, bro, seeing you argue sports, man, seeing you, hearing you talk about Florida, maybe hearing you say Murph Dirt, you know what I'm saying? Who who are you talking about? Lewis Murphy or something like that? You'll be like, Murph Dirt. Yeah, you'll be like, Murph Dirt, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, just just seeing you, man, wake up, say, you know, you come out, everybody wake up, you come out where everybody's happy, you know what I'm saying? See, bro, just. Everything, man. What the the? I can see this one play, man, at school, bro. Where you hit this, you. I don't know what I'm seeing, but it's like this one play in particular, where I don't know if you reverse field or what the hell you did, but I can see it in my head, like this practice play at practice where you kind of like caught that motherfucker and you like you a shifty, bro. So like, I I remember sitting down watching 
watching the green, the grainy, uh, black and yellow film you had. You know what I'm saying? Sitting down watching that, and me and you just sitting there watching. Like, look, they go. You know what I'm saying? Pointing out, showing me the other dude who was gonna come. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that, bro. I remember a lot of shit. I remember, I remember y'all showing me Kimbo. It was in your room. It was you and Jenkins was there. I don't know if Kevin was there. And then okay. Kevin was probably there though, and he was just shit. Y'all was just like, look, look. I'm like, damn, you know. I just remember standing there, damn, you know. I, uh, my funniest moment, my funniest moment of uh, of meeting you, getting your acquaintance, was when uh, we first everybody got to college because this shit never happens to nobody. I don't ask people. I know a lot of people who went to college, and this has never happened to not men person who went to college. Oh, I think I know what you're about to say. <laughs> when you get college, you get to your dorm room and you find out your roommate name is your fucking name. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh, w- wait, wait. When you find out your roommate name, oh, me? Yeah, you. Justin and Justin. Oh, no, he wasn't my roommate, though. He wasn't my roommate. Crow was my roommate. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but Justin, man, we just, I'll talk to him still, dog. that, dog, we, dog, yeah, that shit, it was crazy, his birthday the day before mine, too, bro, no lie. That's crazy, crazy, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that, I didn't know that one, but he was yeah, man. When it's, he when, was always in the room. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I, dog, we was all, we was locked in, Crow was my roommate, though, we was the first door on the right, remember, first door on the right. Yeah, right up the stairs. A town, A town. Heck yeah, man. That that was good times, man. Jesse and shit, man. Albert, my seen Albert. Yeah, man. God bless. Yeah, man. Rest up, Jesse. And that's why, I like, man, I'm happy every time I get a chance to uh get a chance to talk, get a chance to like talk to my teammates and shit. It make me happy because I know every moment ain't promised. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, bro. Heck yeah. But I'm a uh. You know, man, this is this is the real life thing, man. This my these my these my these my teammates, my friends, man. I'm glad I got an opportunity to hear his story. Um, and for the listeners out there, man, this is this is the real thing. We kept it going so you can hear just hear us chop it up back and forth for a little bit. That's that was actually real conversation. Uh, we appreciate you listening and be looking forward to hearing from more from us. We appreciate it. Thank you.